Welcome to the Young, Fun, and Sober podcast. I am your host, Blazik, aka Sober Guy Journal. And I'm Julia, also known as That One Sober Friend on TikTok. Knowing what I know now, I wouldn't change anything except to feel more emotionally slow down. Life's a merry go round. Things ain't merry when you're going through the motions, fulfillment, lies, and emotions. So why go through life unavailable? You're unfailable. Very much. <laughs> yeah, that makes it tougher. Did you sleep last night? I did. Thank God. Hell so. yeah. Every does every parent's house have the uh the closet mirrors? <laughs> <laughs> like I I've never been to any parents home that doesn't have mirrors doubled up as closet doors um yeah I think it's just like a requirement (laughs) it's a staple for sure all parent homes need one wall of just mirrors (laughs) (laughs) wild well what's up everybody welcome to the young fun and sober podcast Blazik and Julia here recording on a different day than normal Yes. So if the vibe is different, the vibe's different. We have a Monday vibe this week. It's a so we're just going to see how it goes. <laughs> I had the Sunday scary so bad last night. Oh, no. I hadn't got them in a while, but um, they like dissolved my team at work. So I got bumped up to like the next team, which is good. But it's just like a new job, you know? Yeah. And that's always... It's just, it's outside the comfort zone. So I've, I've been trying to convince myself, like, you know, all the sayings, good things happen outside of your comfort zone. <laughs> right. You well, can't grow when you're comfortable. <laughs> yeah, I know. The things we don't want to hear because they're painfully <laughs> accurate. Um, yeah. Speaking of jobs and changing, I did get promoted last week. Let's go. So gang, I am gang. now... <laughs> I am now a team lead, which is crazy. I'm going to be doing my same job for a little while while they like transition me to my new role. Um, So nothing's nothing was super different today. But as the weeks go on, I'll have all new responsibilities. What a fucking week for the squad. One week, two promotions. (laughs) I know that's so weird how that happened. But I mean shit it's a good thing right oh yeah congrats so when do you you said Thank like you. like a month until you yeah i'm guessing it's gonna take at least a month that's, um it's kind of nice like, like you get yeah. the new then you get double you get like the dopamine of the news and then you can <laughs> kind of like the... ease into it yeah exactly yeah i still have like my usual we call it like a caseload or a workload um right now but yeah, within the next like few weeks, it'll slowly transition to like my new roles, responsibilities. And I'm excited. Um, I have a new um, gal that I'm reporting to and she's the sweetest. So very excited. And um, there's just been a lot of like change happening in my life recently, but this mm-hmm. change actually feels like exciting and good and positive. So that's nice because all the other change has been just like, negative and um and sad and like chaotic whereas like this is just like no this is good like I'm leveling up um Mm -hmm. I'm proud of myself so and congrats to you that's awesome it's crazy it's crazy I was just gonna say uh, like go ahead (laughs) 
was just gonna say <laughs> that you should be proud of yourself yeah it was kind of a forced promotion <laughs> they they dissolved my team so they either had to promote me or a win's a me. win but win's a win you know so um we'll take that it's crazy how like it feels like everything just always comes at once at all times like all the good stuff all the bad stuff just in one month here you go and now like you got to spend the rest of the year working it out yeah it's been a lot um but I don't know I'm thinking like well I say this because I'm having a good day today um I'll be honest like last week last week during the week Monday through Friday was was pretty bad for me um and like that was just so frustrating because like last weekend like I was talking on the podcast and I felt really good I, I was having a good like day and a half or two days and I you know was just like in that more so excited for the future headspace and optimistic hopeful and it took a dramatic turn on Monday uh and it was just I struggled a lot um but I guess that's kind of just like what happens when you're in the situation that I'm in yeah definitely not linear like Mm -mm. but it's it's cool knowing that you can have the good days too like even I don't want to say like even so early on, but you know what I mean? Like those good days will become more, more and more common. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, like you're riding the waves, whatever wave it is. Like, And it's just like, I, and like people do say that, but I don't think that people talk about enough that like, you really don't know when these waves are going to change. They, they, you're at like the whim of them. You, you you don't have control over them really and you know what I do have control of is just like my behavior and me still taking care of myself as best as I can and you know I I stayed going to the gym and I I tried something new last week I went to um like my hometown has a new library and Ooh. I've been I've been working on a project that I don't feel comfortable talking about yet, but I've been working on a project and I actually, you know, I work at home. I've been working on this project at home and I wanted a change of scenery. So I went to the library, this brand new library. It's beautiful. And I worked there for a couple hours and I was so nervous to do that beforehand for some reason, but I'm glad I did because now I want to do it again this week. So you you worked like actual work or just the side project there the side project that's interesting you were nervous I think it was just like I know I'm gonna see strangers oh strangers (laughs) or people like you know also nervous that I'm gonna see people from my high school (laughs) because I get that that I hate that so I I was a combination of those check out this coffee shop that I've been working at I don't know if you can see it oh beautiful so it's like a nursery. A Wait, that's shop. so weird, In- Blazik. What? I literally went to a restaurant. As <laughs> a nursery. I literally went to a- <laughs> I literally went to a restaurant this past weekend and I I think I did post a TikTok about it. I definitely posted an Instagram reel, but I think I posted a TikTok about it. And like it's all like greenery 
in yeah. there. There's just like plants overflowing everywhere. It's so beautiful. Um, yeah. Is it a greenhouse? That is so weird. I don't know if they consider it that actually. I think they do have a word for that specific room that we were seated in, but it's escaping me now. Um, but very Makes similar it, vibe. Feels like just alive again. Like I, yes. I work from there like every other day. Um, this one's an actual greenhouse. So like if there's any sun at all, it gets met because it's all tropical plants in there. It gets mad humid and there's like birds flying around and shit. Um, so it makes you feel like it's not dead as shit outside. Like right. you'll be in, you'll go in 10 degrees with a hoodie and you like have to get down to like your t-shirt and yeah. So it's, yeah, it feels awesome. That's like such a good idea. I wish that that was more common, especially in the Midwest. In our because, states, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, helpful. they're they're busy all the time, so I'm not the only one. Is it pretty big? Like, do you get a seat? Oh, yeah, it's it's big. Um, okay. It's like a whole greenhouse, yeah. Nice. Yep. So what'd you, uh, what were you saying that you did this weekend? Yeah, so... Okay, this is a good segue. So that that dinner that I went to on Saturday night, um, it was just me and my girlfriend who I met through the sober community. Um, and we had this reservation at this restaurant and just whenever I'm around her, like she just gives me like good energy. And, you know, we typically with like my sober girlfriends, like our conversation will start around sobriety. And then very soon, like after we're just talking about life in general. Um, the opposite, the opposite of our podcast where we start out it, talking about life and then we're like, <laughs> and then we're like, Oh wait, let's wrap this back. <laughs> yeah. So the opposite pretty much. Um, but like I said, I was having such a bad week, like Monday through Friday. It was just like a lot of tears. Like I, you know, it's so funny when you are having like a good couple of days and you forget like how dark it felt, you know, back then. But then yep. the darkness comes back and then you're like, oh, no, I totally remember what this feels like. This is fucking awful. So... um, being with her on Saturday, you know, I'm laughing, like laughing, like my abs are like burning and I'm like having a hard time breathing because I'm laughing so hard. And I hadn't had a moment like that in weeks or maybe even months. Um, so to have that, I just, I'm just grateful, I guess. And I'm it's it's funny because I'm I, I don't mean to like compare my last two heartbreaks, but like the intensity of the feeling is the is the same, you know, like losing your person is hard. Right. <laughs> um but it's just it's so funny because I feel like this time around, although I am going through like spans of five days where I'm crying every day in a row. I do feel like I have, I'm just so much more in control 
of my emotions this time around. And I think it's because I'm just crying when I need to cry and then still making it out to dinner on Saturday night so that I can laugh when I need to laugh. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. Like you're, I guess the way you could frame it is like you're, you're honoring your needs. Like, and that doesn't mean what you want to do. Like that's different than what you want to do, your needs. So like Mm -hmm. you may need to cry, but you don't want to cry. Like, I don't think people necessarily want to cry, but like you Mm -hmm. do it. Then you also are like, yeah, I, I have this social need and now I can go honor that need. And you're just like, and you said you've been going to the gym, like you're, you know what that does for you. Like you're actually honoring all of these needs that you have. And that doesn't mean it's fucking rainbows and cupcakes, but Mm -hmm. you're, yeah, like you, you can have those moments at least. Right. Yeah. And it's almost like me surrendering into the dark moments and the times where I'm uncontrollably sobbing (laughs) um it's like me allowing myself to have that space is giving me space like in a day or three days or five days whatever to laugh and to have a good time because you know I was like pretty much like all like dried up (laughs) tears wise like I'm I was all dried up on by Saturday I couldn't I could not cry anymore because I had already done so much crying for the past five days so it's just weird because you know my last breakup it was like I more so wanted I wanted to have things together fast like I wanted to feel better faster that's like all that I was thinking whereas now I'm more so thinking no, I need to feel this now. I need to feel this now so that my future self is able to thrive the way that she's supposed to thrive. And if I don't do this for her now, it's just going to linger on and it's going to come up later in strange, painful, random ways. So I'm like, I don't want to say like pay my dues, but like kind of. That's really interesting to hear you say in the past, you wanted to be over fast. Like, I definitely remember that feeling of, of Googling dead ass serious Googling. How long does it take to get over? And you know, they're like, Oh, you got to do like the relationship divided by two. Like that's, and I'm like, what? It's going to take that long. I've heard that before. Um, so yeah, I, I, like, I, I remember totally being focused on like how long until I feel okay. Mm-hmm. instead of honestly instead of like I don't want to say I didn't do anything after my last breakup to like start feeling better because that's absolutely not true but I probably would do some things different looking back mm-hmm. um that it seems like you're doing a really good job of like you don't seem to be isolating too much and I know that's kind of both of our tendencies but it seems like you're really honoring like your social needs and and getting out there and connecting with people that give you what you need. Yeah, I definitely am more so like recently able to do that. And I think it's, I think it's just because like, it goes back to like the discipline thing. It goes mm-hmm. back to like, even though it's uncomfortable sometimes for me to think about, you know, 
like I'm thinking about how I felt on Friday versus Saturday. Like on Friday, you know, <laughs> I went out to dinner actually with a different friend on Friday. And when we went out to dinner, I I was like crying on and off during that meal. Um, like, I think you, you have a lot more tools now than you used to as well. Like, um, which is like all like kudos to you, right? Like for for the past year or two years, whatever, like just all the tools you've built between therapy, between sobriety, between um, your sober community. Like I, I, from what you've said, like, it seems like that's been a real staple in, in uh, like helping you through this breakup and stuff. Like you really have put yourself in a, not, not just not like put yourself in a good position for like a breakup, but like for anything adversity mm -hmm. in your life like that's that's kind of the point of of this journey that we're on right like I think we could all drink every day if everything in life was going to be good all the time like right we didn't wake up with the hangover we didn't have to worry about making bad decisions or feeling this way like then it wouldn't be a problem right but we've gone on this journey to to put ourselves in positions where we can handle adversity because that's really like, I don't know about for you, but for me, that was really something in the first six months that I was like, holy shit, like after a few months, I'm really starting to realize I handle adversity a lot better now mm -hmm. that I have these tools in my, in my toolbox where you can throw some curveballs at me and it's not just going to shut me all the way down and, and I'm drinking at 9am. Like that's no longer what's happening. Right. Yeah. And I remember what I was like, gonna try to say like on Friday even though I was yeah crying in public like not the most ideal situation I still understood that it's Friday I've had a rough week I need to be around a friend like I I know that that's a need inside of me and even though I was upset in that restaurant on Friday I didn't let that stop me from still going out to eat on Saturday for the fear that I would do that again. I didn't let that fear take over, even though it's obviously very vulnerable to be around a lot of strangers and like everyone else around you is having a good time and you're having a yeah. super hard moment. But it's just me realizing that I'm, I'm a person that needs support. Like I, I really, I, <laughs> And I think that my depression a lot of the time tries to tell me that I do need to isolate and I do need to figure this out on my own or, or I'm, or I'm just straight up lying to myself and I'm like, no one cares and I'm going to be burden, burdening people, which I know that that's not the truth. It's just for some reason I get in that headspace and I, that's definitely not helping the situation at all. It's the fact that I know that when I'm around good people and good energy, that fulfills me in such a special way. And although it's nerve wracking being vulnerable in front of people yeah. in the long run, it's just so it's crucial. And what do you mean by being vulnerable in front of people? It's, you know, when I'm having one of those moments, it's because I'm 
you know, I'm talking about like a fear of mine that I have for the future, or I'm, I'm talking about, um, something that happened this past week that, you know, made me miss my ex and miss my old life. And, you know, I could just keep that all inside of me, you know, like I could just be like, I just, you know, I don't need to be putting this on to another person. But then I'm doing myself a disservice by letting it eat at me. You know, it's like eating me from the inside out. So you're just saying like, not holding things in essentially. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, that's, that's big time. Like, what and there's so many ways to do that too. It's, it's like friends, it's social media, like, I mean, that one's a, a big, bold step, but you can, it's journaling. It's me and my friend do these voice notes where we'll just go on walks and send a 10 minute voice note, just kind of rambling. That's a great I love way. that. Yeah. And you know, what's crazy is 50% of the time we don't listen to each other's voice notes. And it's not like a, it's not like a, uh, a person. It's just like, we kind of have that understanding and cause you know, you don't always have time to just listen to a 15 minute thing. And then you forget there's a new one the next day. So we, but we know we're doing it for ourselves. Like I just need to air some shit out. If I need him to listen to it, I'll tell him, Hey, listen to this. But Mm -hmm. it's a great way to just almost journal without feeling weird about talking to yourself. Well, it's like therapeutic to do something like that. It's, it's, it's kind of the same premise as like you going to talk therapy. It's just, you're just talking to your phone instead of a therapist. Um, Also, I think that's a good idea because I think a lot of people, um, I like to journal. That's something that I'm like cool with, but I know that it's not everyone's cup of tea and they don't want to go down that avenue in order to like express themselves. But I feel, yeah, I mean, we're always just, you know, holding our phone. Yeah. You might as well take 10 minutes out of your day. If you need to get something off of your chest and let it live somewhere else, even if, even if it just gives your mind an hour break from Mm. it, you know, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's, and and so many, like a lot of people, I think, think that therapy is like your therapist just dropping all these gems on you. I crack up when I see these TikToks that are like my tip or my therapist told me, and then it's like some life-changing quote. I'm like, Mm. does that ever happen in therapy? Because I'm, I'm pretty sure therapy is more so like them asking you, at least in my experience has been asking me questions that help me come to my own conclusion. I'm never getting these like bombs just dropped on me with life-changing these, like, one-liners that are yeah. life-changing. Yeah. And I don't think I would want that either. I'd be like, they just have this like rolling, like, you know, these, these phrases in their mouth, ma- in their mind that they just drop 10 times a day. Yeah. I, I, I would say like that sometimes happens in my therapy sessions, but it's not every time definitely and Mm -hmm. I'm the one doing most of the talking the entire time and also I think that my therapist also does a very good job of allowing us to sit in silence the worst and the best but also the the worst worst. and the best (laughs) yes it is it is like so uncomfortable but I'm starting to get more comfortable with it um 
because sometimes it's okay if you need a moment to process both of us, both me as the person talking and then her as, as my therapist, we're so like quick answers, you know, it's probably because of our fucking phones, but we're, we're so like immediate response is what we want all the time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're not really built to do that all the time. And that's how they get more out of us too. The silence. (laughs) Mm, True. It's, it's tough because I mean, this is kind of off topic, but like in sales training, that's like a technique we learn. And so like, when I know my therapist is doing it to me, I'm like, I know this trick, Jillian. I know this trick. Are you saying like it's to get more information from the other party? Yeah. I mean, okay. It's, I think like it's a good way to get people to talk, which is good. Like, I want her to do that to me to where I'm like, I need to open up more about this or I need to process this out. I'm not mad at her for it. (laughs) I just understand what's happening. Yeah. Like, I do this all day. So, I understand where she's hitting me from. Um, yeah, I mean, I fuck that. My little rant there about therapists not dropping gems was not to uh, to discredit therapy because I love therapy. I was just saying more so like it's the journaling prompt. Like that's what it is. You're almost journaling out loud with someone who's guiding you through this maze of your feelings and your thoughts and and helping you get to where you need to go. But yeah, a lot of it's like you and just like you said, like processing what you're feeling, things that you've probably never told anyone before, what that you've been bottling up on mm-hmm. your own. Um, you know, that's that's like a, a good place to go about it. That's why like with yeah. our TikToks or any TikTok that specializes in a certain thing, it's, it's cool because it like I don't, I never really would have known about sobriety unless that I had one day just felt so hungover and so bad and so burnt out that I typed sobriety into a podcast app. And I mm-hmm. found the podcast that kind of opened my world to this or opened my eyes to this world of sobriety. And it's really just like an awareness thing, you know, and it's like someone that needs to just do what we're talking about, get it off their chest, blah, blah, blah. It can really benefit people that are like, they don't know what's wrong or they don't know that world exists or they don't, they've never heard anyone talk about it. Cause like, yeah, you don't just kind of walk around the city or at the gym and people are like, so sobriety, like it's crazy. Cause it's like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, that would be the same as someone just like coming in hot about like religion or coming in hot about like people have their things that they're a little more reserved about. That doesn't mean yeah. that they, they're they not willing to share with you or anything, but it's just like, I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable. Um, so yeah, it's it's not like super talked about, but it can be super beneficial in in ways you would never imagine if if you can find the strength to like open up about sobriety or even what makes you want to be sober. Like even that. That's that's like a, a interesting that could be an interesting guest to have on, like someone who wants to be sober. Right. Just like why? Like why? Yeah, no, I think that actually would be very beneficial for us to have someone that's like very early on in their journey. I think that would be definitely beneficial. And to go back to what you were saying about like 
having the strength to talk about these things. I'm so glad that we're more so saying it that way instead of like, which I still do get comments like this, especially on TikTok where people are like, yeah, like <laughs> here's another <laughs> That's girl. exactly how <laughs> they talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like another girl crying to her phone, like go get help or like something like that. And you know, yeah, I am crying in my phone. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's the truth. I mean, that's literally just facts, but they're definitely not seeing like past, like what the surface level thing is. Yes. It's me being vulnerable on the internet, but I'm doing that a, because it is therapeutic for me because it does benefit me and my mental state to get this shit out from mm -hmm. inside of my head. So I can stop repeating it. Like I have this thing where I like hyper fixate on a certain thought. And it's very hard for me to break that without channeling it somewhere else, whether that be writing it down or talking about it out, out loud. Right. Um, and the, the other thing is you don't know who you're helping when you do get vulnerable like that. You don't know who is having just what you were saying is having a really hard time articulating what they're feeling. And it wasn't until you said your spiel a certain way that they were able to connect the dots in their head of like, that's what I'm going through. That's the problem that I'm having right now. And then I have those more like positive videos where like, I am just like giving advice or being an advocate for the sober community and talking about all of the positive experiences I've had within my sobriety journey. Mm -hmm. And then the, that person can actually understand like, cause if you don't know what the problem is, you, you are not going to know what the solution is. <laughs> That's for yeah. sure. You have to figure out the problem first. So I don't know. I'm just glad that these are things that were like, I love, I love a good cry on TikTok, like not from me, <laughs> but like me seeing other folks do it because it's like, I can tell this person really is like going through it and they just need to get that shit out, which yeah. like, I'm like more power to you. And the last thing I want to bring up is like, you're inviting, you're inviting others to be there for you. Like you're, that's you're the visually, most vulnerable part. Yeah. You're visually communicating. I I need you like I need help and I want to take a second to be like I posted a TikTok um on Friday I think and these comments were just like so loving and caring and random people like I've never talked to these people in my life some of these people they don't even follow me they just came mm -hmm. across this one TikTok that I posted where I'm you know, kind of like going through what my daily routine has looked like in the past four weeks of hard moments, good moments, me going to the gym, me just trying to keep my shit together. And, you know, there's other people being like, yo, I'm going through the same thing. You are mm -hmm. not alone. And I hope this comment, you know, is a good reminder that you're not alone. Yeah, that's that's another part of the vulnerability that's beautiful is we get the highlight reel and, and we get the highlight reel on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok. 
I I see all these. I don't know if you see it, but it's like the corporate nine to five work from home videos. And those people, they make their life look like, first of all, they don't even work. It, may, it makes it look right. like that. Like yeah. They, they spend more time like getting their candles lit and their fan, like everything looks so perfect. And it's like, I get it. It's aesthetic. It's mm-hmm. that's fun content to watch. I get why people make it, but it's just not real like we gotta show the real shit too whatever Mm -hmm. that looks like whatever your real is and that allows other people to know that their real isn't just this fucking outlier to where it's like why am i the only one that that feels this way and i I would love to like flashback 20 years where no basically no one was sober unless you were like you know you had a real issue yeah yeah and just see how many lives could be changed if they had access to an Instagram, YouTube, and just kind of saw this content podcast and like got to learn about it. And because you're, you're just seeing each generation drink less and less. And it's because we're getting this info and we're seeing other people like I, all my favorite podcasters are sober and they don't have sobriety podcasts, but it's just like, mm. these are the, you know, Theo, like, these are the yeah. people that I look up to and it's just like, what the hell? Like, it's so we like, just it's, it's crazy. Cause like, if they weren't sober, I wouldn't really know about the world. Like they're the people that kind of start inter- introducing that to your, to your life and being like, oh, that's a cool person. Not that you have mm-hmm. to be cool, but it's like, that's a cool person that's sober. Like, whoa, I didn't even know that was possible. I thought this well, it's like type it's, of person was so yeah you're talking about like the normalizing of it whereas yeah, it, norm- it yeah. was it was not it's you know for decades centuries it was not a normal thing to to not drink i mean wine is spoken about in the bible like it's been yeah. around for a very very long time and that was the whole reason why i wanted to start my profile was just because it was like I what do they call it now like gatekeeping like I didn't want to gatekeep the positive effect that this one change has had on my entire life my entire reality and I wasn't even gonna this is just like a random thought but like that's so cool that you were saying that you know if it wasn't for Theo getting sober like would he have even that content out to that for you to listen to it who knows like maybe and would Theo even be Theo like yeah like that's what's even crazier Theo's probably not Theo without that right because yeah like the reason he got sober I don't know if you know it is like he had this huge opportunity when he was younger to be on Sirius XM, like the Opie and Anthony show back then, it was like his big break and he stayed out all night partying. And when yeah, he got, I think you sent me that video and I, yeah, yeah I like he didn't have a voice when he got to right. the radio yes. show. So he's like the one gift that I have that like the universe got, God gave me, I show up to this radio show and I can't even talk because I was out partying all night. And yeah, like that's just, like so if he goes down that road any further like and he or he blows that opportunity like he blows another opportunity like that we've never even heard of theo 
that like that that's his life but then how that trickles down to me how that trickles down to the tiktok like it's just crazy how it's all mapped out um from just people being vulnerable like a chain of people being vulnerable yeah yeah it's you know i'm sure there was somebody out there that you know theo went to for advice about sobriety and then that was the domino effect that Theo needed in order to share mm-hmm. his gift of comedy with the world. And it's just like, yeah, what if we were all doing that? What if we were all being vulnerable to give another person inspiration to fulfill the thing that they really want to fulfill, even if it's scary and even yeah. if they've never done it before? Um Seeing someone else do it, it gives, you know, whether we realize it or not, we, there is something in our brain that's like, well, if they can do it, why can't I? Oh, for sure. For sure. You know? I 100% feel that. Like when I see, that's why I I really do kind of, like at first it, it didn't really bother me. I didn't think about it, but I was trying to just kind of find younger, sober men like under 30. I'm like, oh shit. There's like, at least not creators. There's not like- Mm -hmm really any creators um I know Corey Camp he's forever athlete on TikTok but like that's really the only one I know so that's like definitely an opportunity for like more younger dudes to step up in in that space and be vulnerable um I, I don't I think just it's talking like... to my friend I was just talking to my friend who's right around 30 and he's sober and nice. I'm always I'm always advocating for folks like, please, you know, if you want to, obviously, like you don't have to. But like if you want to share your story, there are people out there that really want to hear it, really, really want to hear it. And you can do it anonymous. Like, yeah, you can. You and I aren't exactly like our names out there. You know, it's like sober guy journal, that one sober friend. Like the amount of of times I go, I go to a sober event in Chicago and they're like, you're that one sober friend. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm also Julia, but like, <laughs> that's, that's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, you can do it um, uh, so many different ways. I mean, you could have a podcast and not even show your face yeah. ever. Oh, for sure. You could have an Instagram that promotes your podcast and no one needs to know what you look like ever. You could just go by some type of anonymous name. Um, yeah. But I think that, you know, because everything is so about like how many views you have and how many likes and like the um the engagement i don't try that don't try don't try to go for that because i think that the the main thing that you should be really focusing on is like i really want to help one person if i get one comment of a person saying like hey hey dude thanks this really helped me today that is a win and you need to at least like that's how I think when I'm posting, you know, I'm well, not that's, assuming that's that I'm going to get millions of views. It's crazy because like that's just how content goes. It's like I tried for a long time with music and stuff to get that shit popping. And even today when I post music content on my sobriety TikTok, I get like 80 views. Um, it's just like it's not it doesn't like connect with people the way that my real raw story does and like that's okay like I make music as a hobby that's I'm not 
trying to connect with people and make that my job. I'm just comparing like when you share the real, it just clicks with people and that's how it goes. Like that's just how it is. So the harder you try, like the less, the less it'll, you know, connect. Like resonate. Yeah, resonate resonate, with people. The less it'll resonate. One thing you said that I really fucked with was you said like, someone told someone helped Theo get sober and that allowed him to give his gift of comedy to the world. So there's almost like this chain reaction too, where Mm -hmm. it's not just helping other people get sober. Like that's great, but you're also helping them tap into their other gifts, whatever that might be, whether it's comedy, whether it's connection, whether it's, um, you know, athletics, like think about how many wasted athletes there are in the in the world that just get caught up in the wrong shit partying like there's there's a nba player michael beasley he went to kansas state and could have been one of the greatest nba like i mean just an elite player but just he graduated went to miami to play like that's where he got drafted just clash of party and now he's just like no one really yeah um so whatever your gift is, like that's that's kind of cool to think about that. You're not just helping them get sober, you're helping them impact the world in the way that they're get because I believe everyone has their gift, whatever that mm-hmm. might be. You allow them to tap into that and, and give that to the world. I literally like posted a video about that today. Really? Because when because when me and my friend were at that dinner, um, the the sober girlfriend of mine on Saturday, we didn't mean to, but we thought of this analogy of like sobriety is really just like a ticket to the ride. The ride is your new life that you're wanting to pursue. And this life that you envision for yourself where you're healthy and you're happy and you're working towards your goals. But you could buy a ticket never make it on the train. Just because you have the ticket doesn't mean you're guaranteed to get on. You need to get up. You need to walk yourself onto that train. And that train ride is going to have, you know, stops and bumps and hurdles. And like, you know, there's going to be things that are going to try to get you off track, but it's up to you to decide, am I committed? You know, am I committed to staying, to staying on this, even with the hurdles of life of <laughs> breakups and having your life be turned upside down and not knowing where you're going to live in two months, you know, like life is not going to stop. But even when you're having those low moments and you really have to like lean on your, on your people in order to make it through, as long as you're still on that train, you're still moving forward. It may not feel like it, but you're still moving forward. You're getting somewhere. You're not just stagnant. You're not just staying. I always talk about like the hamster wheel. That's like what my, that's what my life felt like before I quit drinking. It was just a hamster wheel. And I was like, I'm getting nowhere. I know what I want, but I'm not giving myself the realistic toolbox that I need in order to achieve it. So I don't know. That's yeah. It's, it's it's step one. Like it's it's literally step one. Step one. It's, it's the thing that sets you at least from my experience, it's a good night's sleep. Like, yeah, it's basic. 
the basic basics, <laughs> the basics. Like let's, I know that we all want to accomplish like great things or, or maybe not like, that's cool. Like whatever you want to do, just even maybe being happy is like the thing that you want to accomplish, mm-hmm. but it's just like foundational shit. And the more science that comes out, the more they're saying like, oh, this is foundational shit. Like, yeah, not drinking. Like, I know that this is the culture and all, but like three drinks a week, you're fucked. They're literally telling you that. Yeah. Like that's still, even though it may seem like so minuscule, it's, it's taken you back a few notches every time that you do that and whatever progress that you have made during the the work week when you were staying sober it could very much so be maybe not always but it could very much so be blown away when you just drink away your entire weekend to then set yourself up for drinking the whole weekend probably yeah 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 and and not to mention like we're i mean you're younger than me, but it's like, I'm hit, I'm 30 now. This stuff starts to affect you differently. Like mm-hmm. not only mentally, but it's just like, yeah, the hangovers are obviously way worse and shit, but it's like physically, you know, we, we like, is it Rob Lowe? Is that the actor that's sober? That's like 55 and looks from Parks and Rec. I think it's Rob. Yeah. But they're like, just people that are older that are sober, Rob Lowe um they look great yeah they look so much better (laughs) well okay wait this brings up a topic that I've also been wanting to talk about this kind of like way out of what we're talking about but we are so obsessed with like staying youthful and like being young for like ever as long as we can at least and people are like have no problem blowing so much money on skincare on Botox on you know what whatever like freeze therapy they need yeah and it's like dude (laughs) if you just stopped drinking every saturday that which is a free thing to do you don't have to spend a dollar you're actually saving money by doing this um that's gonna actually probably do a lot more over time than whatever eye cream you're trying yeah or you're thinking is going to be a miracle i've had four zits since i started sobriety like fucking the proof magic. is in the pudding <laughs> <laughs> but i have terrible crow's eye so <laughs> i don't know i think that kind of can have to do with like how much emotion we show on our face which i don't think is a bad thing yeah maybe i just smiled a lot as a kid um but yeah you're you're 100 right like the especially when it comes to skin like you don't yeah. drink and you just drink water like that's the thing i noticed the most about like this summer like or last summer when like I I drank for a week or whatever like it was bad my mm-hmm. my skin I looked puffy yeah like I did not look great at all um Mm-mm. that was that was wild because I could just look at a photo like I could right now look at a photo from that week and be like oh my god it makes me want like it's almost crazy because it's like now like just to think like I could see a photo from not that long ago when I already had 280 some days of sobriety before that. Mm-hmm. It's like just within a couple of days, it went right back to where like being puffy Dude. and shit, you know, isn't that wild? I believe it. I believe it. It It is wild, but like, yeah, because it, it, it affects us like 
you really don't know until you step away from it. And then you're able to like compare the two. And then when you see it, you're like, whoa. Whoa. Yeah, exactly. I think the same when I look back at pictures of me when I was working in the service industry, like back in 2018, um, my face is just different. Like it's just like I'm me, but like I'm I'm like a swollen version of me. Yeah, swollen, right? (laughs) Like that's that's the best way to say it. Just like. (laughs) fucking swollen yeah it's not cute like Puffy. not compared yeah. to like i like the way that i look now I'll, I'll keep this and if we can keep that trend going as we get older like oh i'd rather look like this than i did last year then that's fucking good because it's not supposed to be that way <laughs> yeah yeah right <sighs> not supposed to be that way well cool we'll wrap it um, oh my gosh we've been talking for a long time <laughs> Anything you want to leave them on? Um, just say, I just want to say thank you again for all the support that I've been getting on all my different social media posts. Um, I know that it's, you know, some person out there is like thinking it's very cringy, but I don't care because it's therapeutic for me and it's a, it's giving me the ability to process this in the whole, like the most healthy way that I can. And I'm just thankful for my support, like on the internet, I guess. Like I'm, I'm really, I really am thankful for you guys and I'm just feeling fortunate and yeah, that's pretty much it. Love it. Love it. Well, you earned it from being vulnerable. So that's just coming back around. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Cool. Well, we will see y'all next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Bye.